Good morning. Good morning. I just saw, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee Morning. Hope, uh, hope you're well. If you're listening on podcast, good morning. If you're watching, good morning. The third eye. The third eye. I just saw someone sit there say, I hope Mark's calmed down. It, Mark wasn't in the house last night. There was just Ken. It was just Ken. Oh, my God. It's one of those one of those moments where you sort of, you, you, you spot check or you see a moment from that, what seemed like a, it was like a scene from a Vietnam movie, you know, and they have a flashback and you look back and it was all pink. It was all plastic. It was hot. It wasn't fun. I think I got on with little Barbie better than I did Barbie Barbie. Um, morning, Faith Goodman. Glad you enjoyed it. I hope, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, please continue Barbie Magic. Keep the pink curtain on by, on bifold. Um, it's a, a live No Name Sunday show this weekend, so you never know. There might be some pink action there too. Uh, but I promise you, Ken has calmed. We've put Ken back in his box. Ken has calmed down. I literally, I walked into my office and there was like the debris of an exploded Ken. There were three abs on the floor. There was a sort of, I don't know, a sort of strange, I don't want to use the word gimp, but like hairpiece just in a corner, like a Playmobil is possibly a more permissible kind of way thing to describe. I don't know. There was, there was something about the pinkiness of yesterday that just kind of stuck and got in crevices. It's got into crevices and I can't get it out. Oh, Jewelzor, do you remember a few years ago when Mark dragged Nadia outside in a cardboard box? I kept thinking about that box and thinking Ken could go in a box like that, but add cling film too. Wow, that's dark. You're right. I think Ken needs to be put in a box, cling filmed and chucked in the Thames. My head, sorry for any younger viewers, my head looked like a tortoise head. You know what I mean by that. Um... He retired 847. 847? What's 847? Um, you look so good. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was fun. It was crazy. Um, oh, that's your name, retired 847. Morning, Sean Tucker. Tucker, Tucker, Tucker. Uh, so much fun last night, wasn't it? Um, it was. It was great fun. Absolutely great fun. And, um, and I, did any food get made? I seem to remember eating stuff. Toast was f- fine and dandy. I found my straight after that went into complete emptying the entire loft process. Um, you will find out how this happened. It's so sore, it's so bruised, and possibly it's the most ridiculous, the most ridiculous um, accident that ever happened. Who did the who did the washing? Who do you think, Claire? Our fantastic children did because they're so responsible and they do these kind of things. They're, they're great. They pull, you know. And Maddie discovered how hard it was to film for forty-five minutes. Excuse me. Let me just turn this down. Um, just oh, what's this? Um, oh, don't know why. Don't know why Nadia has sent that to me. Bipolar and hypersexual behaviour webinar. Nadia is en route to a fun. She's going glamping with her trekking friends. It's a trek reunion. They're on a trek reunion for a night. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be mad. 
but that's where she is. She's just literally just just left. She's jumped on. I don't worry about that. Why why is she why is she sent me that bipolar and hypersexual behaviour webinar? Maybe ah, I'm going to tell her. I've just shared that with you. I'm going to say have just shared your message with the subs live. Anything to say or explain? I mean, you know, what do you do? What do you do when you just get um, bipolar? Uh, what? <laughs> Kylie Mitchell, off to see Barbie. With them. Bar Can I just say, someone, it was so funny, someone left a message somewhere just saying this, you're woke. <laughs> it's like, and? And? And, and, and? It's like, it's like that's going to unpick and undo someone and, and pull someone down. We, if check out our reviews, we've, we've done a couple of reviews. I, I was perhaps more, not critical, but I was, you know, I had a few more kind of critical ass, criticisms, let's put it that way. But I, I, what I like about this film is it's generating so much chat thought and also, yeah, me too, you're woke. Thanks. Um, a, I don't mind woke. B, I don't mind, um, uh, you know, but I don't mind woke, but I also can't stand political correctness for the sake of it. Oh, look, hang on. Uh, report coming in as it's just um she <laughs> says you better not have or i will share yours <laughs> okay um linda lovell i don't want to watch it but i feel i have to um so <laughs> that's very funny because she did send it in uh yeah not actually nadia's text the subjects the subjects what subject what i don't know some people are saying i know one of those moves today i just got um do check out i had to stay married yesterday it went all over the place I had to stay married podcast yesterday. It went from silly to high to energy to, oh, is that a penalty? No. Oh, England are already winning 1-0. Bloody hell. God almighty. Um, you look like Hunter S. Thompson, Mark. Fit and loathing Las Vegas fight. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I'm loving the way the Barbie film. Um, friends, summer, it's joyful. Um, it's making connections happen, guys. People are connecting. People are connecting. Barbie has made more than half a billion in one week. That's Avengers. Wouldn't it be astonishing if we discovered that this Barbie film ends up being the highest grossing film of all time? Wouldn't that be astonishing? Now, look, some people, it's not for them. Nanny Die hated it. And I'm going to say that loud and say it. Check out our review. It's a really good chat between her and Maddie. A young feminist and an old feminist and Nanny Die feminist felt it wasn't hard enough. I think she felt that Ken should have been roasted on a on a sort of open fire. But it's one of those, you know, sometimes it's about just being part of the dialogue, right? Rather than sitting there going, it's like, wake up. Just go, and, just go and see the film and let's have a chat about it. Maybe you don't like it, especially for a female director, Reese Roberts, especially for a female director. Um, of course, that puts a lot of pressure on any films that are released today because, of course, everyone's just flying around, still seeing Oppenheimer and Barbie. But talk to me. Review has landed on the channel, landed at midnight, just gone midnight. Um, fabulous indie horror film. I realise horror films aren't for everyone, but it's really nifty. I don't know if you've seen it, Reese. Um, it's a really nifty little film. Our review's up. It's a spoiler review, so if you really want the surprises, or if maybe sometimes a spoiler review of a horror film gives you a little bit of a kind of softening up, it might mean, you know, means you can go, oh yeah, I think I can cope with that and I know what's coming. But it, it's, it, you're seeing it tonight, Reese Roberts. See it, check out our review, tell us what you think. Um, I think you're going to have fun. Jude Osler saw a hedgehog on my patio last night. I fucking love hedgehogs. I just... 
Love a hedgehog. Like I didn't like most of the people at our wedding. I love a hedgehog. Uh, good morning. Tralala, things have cooled down in Crete. I'm so relieved. I'm so pleased. It does sound like things have, have calmed a little, um, which, which is really good. Mrs. Cronow. Uh, controversial opinion. Of the three films I saw last week, Barbie, Oppenheimer and Asteroid City, Wes entertained you the most. Isn't it funny? Sorry, this isn't meant to be, a, this isn't going to be a movie chat. Final comment on movie, because I realise you go to the popcorn junkies for that stuff. Um, but I, 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 Wes Anderson's all right, but I really liked his latest one. And in fact, on our Instagram, you're going to see some fabulous pictures. Um, oh, Russ, my daughter just said, who are you? And you said, he's that arsehole Ken. <laughs> and you said, he's my mate, Mark, my mate, my mate. Um, anyway, going to see Talk To Me on Monday, Mrs. Cronow too. Fantastic. Um, so let's have a look at the front covers of the papers today, shall we? It's um, How Do You Sleep? Um, this is the head of Centrica, our energy bills rocket as gas profits rise 900%, and Centrica makes 6.5 billion. Um, migrants set to be housed in marquees for the summer. Wait for it, wait for it. We've seen, do you remember, there was the piece I did on the week, Saturday papers last weekend, the mod cons of that ferry. Mod cons. A bed, a shower, a canteen to eat in, and God forbid, one set of weights for about 300 asylum seekers. All the mod cons. So now we're calling them marquees. That makes it sound like they're going to a fucking polo party in Henley, doesn't it? Let's face it. Use of language, guys. Always ask questions. Uh, new pension triple lock threat. Daily Express. Um, Harry's hacking claim thrown out by court. Um, yeah, that's going to uh, Fleet, well, Fleet Street. The tabloids are going to love that. Inside Jagger's wild 80th birthday bash. I'm going to tell you something about that headline. Inside Mick Jagger's 80th birthday bash, I can categorically tell you, because I'm going to show you some photos, they weren't inside Mick Jagger's 80th birthday bash. As that photo shows, they were outside in a urine-smelling alleyway. Um, public must be spared huge burden of net zero, warns Blair. The the man who seems to increasingly resemble, um, I don't know, a character from Ratatouille, uh, uh, Tony Blair, just can't stop talking. He's the most he's the most sort of verbose, isn't he, former prime minister we've ever had. Uh, he annoys me. The real cost of our throwaway fashion, quite an arresting image here on the front of the mirror. Uh, recycled UK clothes are dumped in West Africa. Something that's so, it is something none of us really want to think about, isn't it? We put all our rubbish in the right boxes. We put it in all in, in the right sort of recycling bins. And then someone takes it somewhere else and just hurls it somewhere. Planet. Planet at boiling point, as the papers were saying yesterday. Oh, well, they're, say, yeah, they're saying it today. Era of global boiling has arrived. Forget global warming. We are now in global boiling. Um... And that reminds me of the comment I was saying the other day. We have to talk to our youngsters about ad adaptation now. This isn't about prevention. This is adaptation. I want a fucking hedgehog in my garden, Rooty Tooty. I want a hedgehogs. I'm going to put up an advert saying any hedgehogs come in. Uh, the front of the eye, world enters era of global boiling. Again, UN using this phrase. I don't know why. I just keep thinking of a boiling kettle. Um, Coots and Go, uh, the continuing bank crisis, which we haven't talked about because it just strikes me as fucking boring. Um, sorry, just being honest. That's why we're not like other things. We're just, it's boring. Um, and so you, there you go. There are the headlines. Um, so um, I wanted to share, I just wanted to share this thought. 
I think the story broke yesterday. Morrissey, Morrissey, the singer, former singer of uh, Le Smiths and all that kind of stuff, um, kind of known for being a bit, bit of an ass, isn't he? He's a bit of a bit of a miserable old git on stage, and and his politics are a bit dubious and all that kind of stuff. I think he, I think he leans to the right, as they say, Morrissey. Um, yeah, the I newspaper, I think it is a small version of the Independent, actually. Uh, Morrissey is a slack. There's something about this, and I think we kind of indicated or suggested this. I think I was, this is kind of what I was trying to drive at when we were talking about um, uh, Sinead O'Connor's sad passing away and how everyone's got an opinion on her now and everyone's championing her now, but everyone had also marginalised her. Um, and it's a shame. Yeah, you're right, Linda Lovell. He's grim, and it's a shame that something... You know, when someone you don't really admire, respect or or trust with their opinion says something that you feels true, I find it really frustrating. But all the more reason to, or still no reason to uh, not talk about it. Um, he took aim at lots and lots of people who were kind of, you know, sharing all of these kind of tributes and saying what, uh, what an absolute sensation she was and all this kind of stuff. And just some of his language he uses uh, is quite something. He said... He described the sort of adulation. I mean, he said she was a, he's talking about her as a talent. He's not criticizing her or the act of remembrance. He's criticizing the fact that people all start talking at the point that she's gone. A bit like when you say, you know, why are you at my funeral? You didn't make any effort in my life, but now you're at my funeral. And I think, I think there's some truth in what he's saying. It's uncomfortable, but it's true. I'm going to read it. One sec. The cruel playpen of fame gushes for Sinead today. Lyrics of a Smith song, aren't they? With the usual moronic labels of icon and legend. You praise her now only because it's too late. You hadn't the guts to support her when she was alive and she was looking for you. He then rips into everyone from the press to the industry to 15-minute celebrities saying, uh, the, saying the press would call Sinead fat, sad, shocking, insane. But today... No. Um, music CEO, uh, chief executives who put on their most charming smile as they refused her for their roster are queuing up to call her a feminist icon. Um, goblins from hell and record labels are squeezing onto Twitter to Twitter their jibber jabber when it was you who talked Sinead into giving it up. She was degraded as those few who move the world are always degraded. Why is anyone surprised? He then says that Sinead O'Connor is dead. Who cared enough to save Judy Garland, Whitney Houston, Amy Winehouse, Marilyn Monroe, Billie Holiday? I, I thought, wow, citing all those women, sensational women artists. I mean, again, let's park to the side, Morrissey. Yeah, but what he's saying, I read it and I was like, wow. Um, he, what else he said? Why is it? He said the music of Madness was not worth her life, paying tribute to her as a challenge who couldn't be boxed up and who had the and who had the courage to speak when everyone else stayed safely silent she was harassed simply for being herself her eyes finally closed in search of a soul she could call her own wow this is these he should turn this into a song as always the lame streamers miss the ringing point and with locked jaws they return to the insultingly stupid icon and legend words when last week words far more cruel and dismissive would have done um he then kind of goes on, doesn't, Morrissey said she had become crazed but uninteresting never, noting her proud vulnerability and said he knows only too well that there is music industry hatred for singers who don't fit in. That's kind of what Paul Gamaccini was saying as well. The absolute 
disdain. And it was disdain. And that was kind of what I was trying to drive at yesterday. This wasn't about remembering her songs and thinking of her as this bold feminist icon and what have you. No one was interested. No one was interested. Um, Aaron Bullimore, fair. The public has a morbid fascination with people once they die, even people who weren't particularly interested while they were alive. Everyone suddenly has something to say once they're dead. Yeah. Um, Morrissey wrote, paint a vulgar picture about how fake people are after someone does and how record, after someone dies, how record company bosses rub their hands together as they know their sales of their music will go up. It's a fair point, of course. I mean, Sinead O'Connor's songs will be, are and will be trending everywhere now. Um, Helen Wells reading Morris's comment made me think of a line, walk in love, it's from the Bible. If we all did that, the world would be a bit. It's just that thing. And it was the idea. And I did say again, be careful how we just characterize. It doesn't matter the fame, the adulation, da, 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 da. You know, lots of people in the public, like Britney Spears is a good example. You know, you just marginalize them as mad, bad, crazy. Don't fit into our conventional corporate slots. But when they die, suddenly they're, they're the most important, sort of fascinating. I just think, I just think, I just thought, you know, again, it's that thing of, you know, no one is all, no one is one thing. And whilst I haven't had any time for Morrison in, in recent years at all, um, I thought everything he said there, I totally, I totally agreed with. So, um, so yeah, uh, I'm just removing this from my studio so I don't get confused. Um, so yeah, do you, who agrees with Morrissey? I agree with Morrissey. I agree. I've got some little films I'm going to play you before we do the quiz today. I thought I'd show you a few clips. Show you a few clips. Um, we've done boiling, boiling plant. Oh, look, yes, Morrissey. Da, 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 yeah, uh, yep. What do you think, guys? Uh, Faith Given, that's why I don't. Well, that's why I don't want many people at my funeral, Jude Osler. Yeah. Original indie chick she was. Uh, Cloda, people criticised her for speaking out on what she believed in, some of which was totally odd, but she believed in it, yeah. Um, I do like the song Nothing Compares to you, that part when the tear falls down her cheek. So sad. I agree. I hope Britney's okay now. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. You do? Yeah, I think we, I, I think totally agree with them. Yeah, Cloda, totally, yeah. Uh, Creatorholic. Hope you're well, Creatorholic. Um... Faith, I do think sometimes when someone dies that all of these friends appear, but why didn't you contact them before they died? Just not fame, not just famous people. I agree. It's it's a it's a funeral tradition, isn't it? Narcissists love it. Yeah. It's like, whoa, I can I can feed the me in this. It's my my grief is more important than the person. Uh Reese, well, that's the thing in the Western world is we champion such individualism and silo behavior at the detriment of people in need and suffering, whereas another part of the world community is key. Bev Berry agrees with uh, Morrissey too. Um, uh, something sweet, something savoury. I must admit, I haven't listened to Sinead in years. And after listening to her first two albums last night, memories came flooding back. Her music was good and it made me wonder why I stopped listening. Absolutely, because we all, not consciously, but we're everyone's busy. But I think we just got, everyone just gets to a point of going, if that's the narrative that they're pumping out, weird, off the hinge, duh, 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 she doesn't get the coverage, doesn't get seen, is characterised as mad. Yeah. Um, Martin Jones, the illegals are not sent back. Majority are not asylum seekers. Do keep up with real life. Grown men have been found in classrooms of children's schools lying about their age. Scary. Okay. Okie okay, Let's all find reasons to constantly be sort of less compassionate. Let's justify a lack of compassion first rather than starting from compassion 
and scrolling backwards. I just think it's about that, isn't it? It's about starting from compassionate and moving backwards rather than starting from totally incompassionate, incompassionate, de- decompassionate, discompassionate. I don't know what it is. Recompassionate? Can't, words are beginning to sound fucking strange now. Um, good morning, Natasha Tiramos. Hope you're well, sweetie. Um, uh, Karen Reynolds, I have to be honest, I never really liked Sinead's music, but I have to agree with Morrissey, who I also didn't like musically. Uh, James Martin, the chef, he was in a bit of a sort of shit show on a firestorm or in a bit of a shit storm this week, as uh, he was accused of intimidating members of his production team on his Spanish ITV adventure program. I mean, you know, with something in a joint statement, both James Martin and the production company that made the program uh, agreed that lessons had been learned. Um, when you hear stories about it, when you hear these sorts of stories, what does it make you think? I think everyone everyone makes mistakes. We talked about temper tantrums, didn't we? We talked about the fact that, you know, everyone loses their shit at certain times. Everyone kind of feels a bit heated and a bit sort of hot, hot-headed and a bit hot under the collar and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm not a particular fan of James Martin myself, but, um, you know, I know lots of people who've worked with him. And, um, and you know, there are... If you say sorry... And you do genuinely don't don't do it again, then that's a good thing, isn't it? I think I think it's got to be a good thing. Um, uh, but you know, it's that idea of you know, can, you know, can someone be called a bully because they've made a mistake once? All I wanted to say about this was, it sounds like there was a moment where it sounds like a load of damage was done to his property whilst filming. Sometimes, what I think gets missed in all of this, um, and. I think this kicked in a little bit. There was that other show, Channel 4 show, with the two people, Strawbridge, was it? It's not to say that there's not blame on both sides. I think there is blame on both sides. But I can promise you now, lots of production teams can be, or te- members of production teams, can be fucking stupid and can can be really stupid, just stupid and make really stupid mistakes. And sometimes it's you can't believe how stupid someone's been and sometimes you just go oh my god are you being an and what i think might have happened here was was uh, was a bit of a a bit of that a bit of that and i think he overstepped the mark but you know it's weird isn't it any little bit of power people just get mm. this story i really like look huffing and puffing i like this this is just in the times huffing and puffing for 4 minutes of housework a day can cut your cancer risk don't you find? Don't you think we're getting into a situation now where journalists just—it's like—it's like I don't know. Studies show that holding your cup by the handle when drinking your tea exercises your forefinger uh, microscopically more than your right hand, and because it's connected to your left—I I mean, come on, really? Huffing and puffing for four minutes of housework a day can cut cancer risk. Who? The reason I quite like this headline was, who huffs and puffs? Do you huff and puff? Every time my granddad sat down, he went, oh, fell. Not because his wife's, my nan's name was Thelma. He'd sit down and go, he'd do this. Do you like my, he'd go, oh, fell. What was he saying? I'm, I'm sorry. He didn't say a lot, my granddad. Uh, but I'm, I'm casting my mind back to think, what was he saying as he said that? Let's, let's just think about it. Let's go. He said, go, oh, fell. I think in it, there was, there was, it, there was, there was a nice bit of connection for a, for a man of a different generation. He was going, oh, sweetheart. Well, maybe he was saying, oh, sweetheart, we're dying. Oh, God, the, 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 the burdens of life. 
Anne-Marie Lochfer, I'm so sorry. Please tell me. I, I know you told, you've told me phonetically before and I can never get it. There are certain Lofer, Lofer, Anne-Marie Lofer. Sorry, if you're listening on podcast, I'm trying to pronounce the surname of one of our dear followers. Now, a huff is associated with the heart, is it? Now, when I get up, I go, oh, it's a kind of upward, oh, but it's getting more and more. Do you make, come on, be honest. Do you, what noises do you make when you get up and sit down? Who does housework, Beryl McNally? <laughs> a moment between two people, says Michelle Hofstein. I like that. Lucker. Anne-Marie Lucker. I'm going to make, I'm going to drive that into my head. Anne-Marie Lucker. I apologise for getting it wrong. Um... Every female neighbours age 50 plus that we lived nearby used to throw themselves at my husband. Literally embarrassing. Well, and would they huff when they did that? Maybe you're talking about something else. Elisa, eh? I say one, two, three. Sarah Witherington, do you? One, two, three. Oh, yeah, but does it... I, do you, sorry, I nearly headbutted you. Do, do you accompany it with a... I mean, sometimes when I get up, I could be jumping off a fucking cliff. The funny noise did he? Billy Billy Connolly do do a bit of funny noises of age. Oh, Ooh. it'd be like oh, we get. Well, why do we do that? It's like it's like we are we cov- are we creating sound cover for the horrendous crackling sound of our joints? Or with it, is there something really deep in this? I don't want to micro-analyze, but I'm going to. Is it a sort of verbal acknowledgement of our bioengineering and the limitations of it? Oh, see you, matey flip. Um, what do you think? I, I, I don't know, it's kind of, I think it's a way of verbally acknowledging. Sometimes I feel quite affectionate. Sometimes I go, oh, well, no, that's not something else. Don't know, I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm going to stop. Nadia would stop me at that point. Creatorholic or to cover the accidental farts. That's a good point. That's a good point. It does happen as you get older, doesn't it? I mean, look at, look at Dina. Look at little Barbie. She cannot start. What you didn't realise yesterday, and she asked me straight after the live was, she said, did anyone hear me farting? Rewatch the Curly Cooks. She's farting all the way through. And I think if you can identify the 10 times in which little Barbie farts, she doesn't know I've told you this. She said, don't tell anyone. And I've just told you. If you can identify all 10, all those moments, I don't know, the prize will be immeasurable. Ken will come round your gaff and he'll stand on a surfboard for 10 hours doing weights. Um, oh, farty Barbie, that's it. So let's get, should we, should we see, should we go inside Mick Jagger's 80th birthday? Should we go inside Mick Jagger? I mean, talking of huffing and puffing, here's a man, to be brutally honest with you, Mick Jagger is a man who doesn't look like he even huffs and puffs at 80. There he is. Okay, so the Daily Mail and all the other papers saying, well, let's get, we're inside Mick Jagger's 80th birthday. We're not inside at all, as I said. We're in a we're in an alleyway. It's very smelly. It's painted green. Has a number of fire exit doors in it, um, and people left and people arrived. Don't tell her, Kylie Mitchell. <laughs> um, here's Mick Jagger leaving. I mean, he moves. He's got the swagger of Jagger. I mean, I presume his surname is Jagger because he it rhymes with swagger. 
He's got the moves like Jackie. He's got the last marathon I ran. I ran the last three miles to that song on repeat. Ooh, moves like Jagger, whatever it is. Yeah. Swagger Jagger. Jagger Swagger. Look at him. And what's amazing about this guy, right, is he's coming down steps there. And when you photograph, this is a terrible thing that, that paparazzi do whenever we were in press, press pens and then there were stairs. They do this. Is that if you if someone's coming downstairs, they take the photograph on the downward push. Everyone's all everyone's skin. We used to have a, a trampoline, and in the early days of like little digital phones, cameras. We, <laughs> Maddie's always so funny with this stuff. She loves funny faces. They jump on the trampoline and take a photograph of their faces as they came down, and then <laughs> it's just awful. Look at Mick stepping down from his party, and he actually looks like he's, I don't think he's huffing or puffing. He does swing yoga, aerial yoga. And Marie Lucker, does he? What, he flies through the air with his legs everywhere, with gay abandon. I'm going to start doing that. Oh, yes, sorry. This is my, I kept it for the pink Barbie. That was my, that's my Barbie preview thing. I don't know. It just makes me feel, I don't know, kind of nice. Um, So anyway, let's go inside. Well, we're not going inside. We're going to stay in this piss-smelling alleyway. But who else went? Okay. Oh, look. Now, this is interesting. This is Jerry Hall. And that's Angelica Houston. I think there's a bevy of exes came. Oh, Faith Goodman. The footage of Mitch McConnell. It was tragically sad. I was going to show that yesterday, but I didn't out of respect to Nadia because she freaked out a bit when I showed her it the last time. Let me... I might still have it on my, um, I don't know if I do actually. Let me just, let me just see. Have I still got it on my Mitch McConnell? I did have it yesterday. Uh, oh, I have. I've got it here. Let me see if I can, I don't know if I can whilst live upload. Let me just see if I can, whilst I'm talking to you, I'm just going to see if I can find this. I did, I did see it. It might just suddenly pop up and I'll pause it. Um, that's tragic. Well, is it tragically sad? He's just, he, I, don't, I don't know what was going on for him. So I'm just, just pulling this up just one second. It's probably going to ping up. Let me just pause it. There we go. We'll go to that in a minute. Um, yeah, I thought he was, we'll talk about that in a minute. Anyway, going back to inside. Well, not, not inside Mick Jagger's party, but um, alongside. There's, there's Jerry Hall. That's Angelica Houston there. Uh, Baz Luhrmann. He's a cheeky chappy, isn't he, Baz? Uh, Zoe Kravitz. She's got something funny on her feet, though. Look, she's wearing funny feet. I.e. the latest saying shows Mick is a very current dude. My friend ran into him last year and works on a very obscure show, and he knew it and had seen it. He's the, he's the man. He's plugged in, is our Mick. But he loves his contemporary art as well, Reese. He's a big. He's always at the private views, white cube, all that. Uh, Zoe Kravitz there. Beautiful. But uh, her choice of footwear there is a bit strange, don't you think? A bit strange. Uh, now, who's that? Oh, well, the paper said that was Zoe Kravitz. I'm sure that... Yeah, no, I think it was... Uh, Lenny Kravitz was there too. Uh, yeah, I think you're right, is it? Uh, it is Tessa Thompson. Ah, the paper said fucking... That's bad, isn't it? I didn't even. I didn't even check. Look at that test. Uh, who's that? Leonardo. You're absolutely right, Leonardo. 
But it could be anyone. Look at him. Look at him with his cap popped down. Look at him with his cap popped down. That could be anyone. They're not as just clodo. I know I'm joking. They look funny though, don't they? Look, funny feet. That's all I was thinking. Funny feet. There's Lenny. Looking a bit, I don't know. Yeah, he looks all right. His glasses are huge, aren't they? Yeah, that was Leonardo DiCaprio. How do we know that? How do we know that? There's Lenny. Ronnie. Always looks like he's like a, a deer caught in headlights, doesn't he? He's a remarkable guy. I've met him. Got the most remarkable energy. And those eyes, they don't half bore into your head. So as I say, we didn't get inside his party, but wow, 80 years old. Do you like a birthday party? Because it's, it's Nadia's 60th next year, and I'm feeling the pressure already of trying to arrange a surprise party. And she said to me, if you arrange a surprise party, well, I can't even begin to describe what she said she'd do. And I said, I would have thought she would have liked that. And I keep trying to go around the back doors all the time. I keep trying to kind of renegotiate how we could get there. She, she's so, do you think she's telling, okay, here's a question. Is she telling the truth when she says she doesn't want a surprise party? Her line on it is, is that she's got lots of different groups of friends, but they don't, it's not that they wouldn't all get on. It's just that she would feel stressed about bringing them all together. And I understand that. See, my thinking is when she, I think when it was her 50th, I treated her as a surprise to her and her friends doing something. I was thinking of doing it that way. She likes little gatherings with, yeah, Natasha, you hate surprise. So Natasha, would you give me a, uh, would you give me a clear steer there? Don't do it. It's pressure, isn't it? I feel the real pressure, I'm feeling the pressure. Um, uh, Victoria Moore, that I'm the same. That's why I'm not having a hen do. Uh, Sarah Withington, I think she will hate a surprise. Billy Talon. She's going to say, Mark, you never listen to me. Why would you listen to me about the party? This is what my wife would say. Thank you, Billy. Um, arrange it with her, Mark, or renew your vows then. Okay. Uh, Jennifer Winter, surprise parties are risky because what if on the day of the party, the recipient just isn't in the mood for a party? That's why I hate surprises. You can't be certain you're in the right. I mean, how many people on their birthdays? Let's face it. Lots of people present as a bit kind of moody and spoiled on their birthdays when Actually, you know, it's a time for reflection. And sometimes you can, there's huge pressure. It's like being on holidays. Like, I've got to be this, I've got to be that. And I can't, I can't do it. Uh, renew your vows, Victoria Moore. Parties bring up social anxiety, says Gabriel. Oh, look, I would have always said no, Charlotte P. Uh, but someone did it for my 30th and I loved it. Felt so touched. I do think when you're younger, I, I don't know why, I think when you're younger, it's not so stressful. Uh, Bell X1, I would prefer holiday, would hate a party. Um, yeah, please don't do not for her birthday party. My mum had a panic attack. Please do not do that, Mark. Emma does life. That's a very clear instruction. Um, can't you do lots of surprises with all her different friends, Mark? Who said that? Uh, HW, that's kind of where I'm at, really. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, uh, 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 uh. Let me just check. 
Just making sure she <laughs> isn't watching us. Because if she is, then I'll blow my cover. She now knows I'm not going to do a surprise party. Kink. Um, okay, let's remove that. I want to share with you a couple of clips, and then we're going to go and do the quiz. Um, so let me just get rid of that. This is great. I love this. This is like a, it's like a proper studio that's in here. I'm, I'm, I'm operating a proper studio. So who likes a dashund? Who likes a dashund? How do you pronounce it? Dachund, dashund, sausage dog. Um, this is uh, this is the footage of a dog that was captured and carried away from her home during a burglary, and it was recorded in Essex uh, by um, CCTV. And it's just like. Mm. Oh. That's a burglar. That's a burglar. Oh, that sausage dog does. Oh my god, that sausage dog does not want to go. Oh my god, he's just. What a scumbag? An absolute scumbag, eh? Look at the dog. The dog's like, not having it, not having it, not having it. My favourite dog is a Tibetan Terrier, says Bev Berry. Uh, it's very disturbing to watch. I couldn't sleep last night. Oh, you saw the clip yesterday. You know, I just saw it today. It's just like, God, that poor little... Dog. I mean, the dog is aware, isn't it? I often think that if you're broken into, dogs just... if you. Do, I always think, just chuck a bit of meat down and the dog will be like, oh, all right, whatever, you've given me some food. But um, dogs know. Dogs know when they're dealing with a bad one. Dogs know when they're dealing with a bad one. Bad one. Um, what's this footage? Oh, wow, this is footage taken on holiday of this is just so rare so that that was a bit distressing that footage wasn't it but let's look at this this is night this is great footage look at this look. Look. wow wow oh my god that was, that was awesome. so cool did you get that please come i up. got it that on video i cannot begin to tell you how exciting. Also, I've just seen a Danish football uh, woman get hit in the head with a ball. I hate that. It's always embarrassing, isn't it? Um, even though you're a footballer. Isn't that amazing? Do you want to see it again? Do you see it again? Got it that on video. What's the likelihood of getting? Look. Wow. wow. Two, oh, my three God. of them. That was, that was awesome. so cool. Did you get that, please? I. Wow. Got it that on video. Imagine getting that footage. Imagine getting that footage. That dad, just wow. The NHU at Brist in Bristol would have just waited years for that. Um, this footage here is quite sad. This is of... Um, um, the... I'm just going to lose the audio on that. But this is footage of uh, whales. You have 50 pilot whales, um, which got stranded, uh, spotted in Australia, stranded on a beach in Western Australia. 51 whales died overnight. It's just the way in which they, they, they huddle together. Look at them. Look at that. I mean, look how close-knit they are. Oh, look at their little bulbous foreheads. I wonder if all this whale action is going on because of the climate issues. Do you think? Yeah, that's a bit distressing. That's a bit. I, I, I just that's a bit sad. Um, and then this footage I thought was amazing. 
um, I just thought, wow, this is a this is the footage of a again um, a Buddha in China's northwest Gansu province um, that caught a light. Um, it's just it's just you know it's, again it's just that sort of footage that you look at and you think, oh my god, look at this. Huge Buddha in China that, that, that caught a light. Incredible. Um, yeah, video shared on social media showed the statue of the Great Buddha Temple of Shandang County surrounded by flames in the early hours. The fire was extinguished, built in 1998, and it was a replica of one that was thought to date back to 425 AD. Uh, and there's the sort of damage afterwards. Um, the amount of plastic blocking their stomachs makes them so... I sometimes wonder whether, you know, all this sort of disorientated kind of... Yeah, I think, you know, or, you know, I think I think maybe whales, maybe maybe extraterrestrial life is whale life. Maybe when they make those noises, they're, connect, they're communicating with extraterrestrials, radar, whatever. Um, okay, so should we, go, should we go for the quiz? Let's do the quiz. It's the quiz of the week. Let's do it. So I'm just going to pull it up down here, so to speak. Um, here we have it. Let's get rid of that. And then we've got, yeah, get your pens, get your paper. If you're going to try and, you know, I think we should be, I've got a feeling we should aim for seven today. I think someone's going to get seven out of seven today. I've got that feeling in my bones. I can feel it running through my, oh, let me just do that. Do that, do that, do that, do that. There we go. Um, okay, so here we go, guys. So question one, quiz of the week. Barbie, have you been sleeping under a rock if you haven't heard about it, but Barbie stormed the box office setting records for the biggest opening weekend for a film by a solo female director. Greta Gerwig's feature took an estimated $337 million in cinemas worldwide. But which film previously held the record? Uh, was it Fifty Shades of Grey, The Hurt Locker, or Wonder Woman? Which of those films previously held the record? Uh, for the biggest opening weekend for a film by a solo film director? Was it A, Fifty Shades of Grey, B, The Hurt Locker, or C, Wonder Woman? Come on. Let's aim for seven, guys, because as we know, winning is all about winning. Oh, look, Fifty Shades. You're all saying Fifty Shades. Julie Everts and Jude Osler are saying Wonder Woman, uh, as is Mo Power. Wow. Marina O'Driscoll, you're saying C2. Um, I'm afraid a lot of you have fallen at the first hurdle. It's C. It is C. It's Wonder Woman. Question two. Twitter boss Elon Musk took users by surprise when he announced the social media platform was changing its name and its logo. But by what nickname was the now defunct Bluebird originally known? What name was the original bird that was the Twitter logo? What was its nickname? Was it A, Jack? Was it B, Larry? Or was it C, Sully? Was it A, Jack, B, Larry, or C, Sully? I didn't even know the bird had a name. Did you? I didn't know that at all. Hmm. A, Jack. I went for Jack, which means I'm not going to get seven out of seven because I thought it was the former... Wasn't Jack the name of the guy who found... Jack Dorsey, wasn't it, who found it? Um, lots of you have gone for Larry. Well done. Ty went for Jack, Ellery Jones, Delinix B. It's Larry. Yeah, you're right. It's Larry after the former Boston Celtics basketball forward, Larry Bird. Question three. Teenager Casey Fair 
became the youngest ever person to play in a Football World Cup match when she came on as a substitute for South Korea. But who was the previous youngest player to appear? No one's getting seven today. Few of us are getting six. So scratch that thought. So who was the previous youngest female player, football player, to appear in a World Cup match? Was it A, Ifeanyi Chigini, B, Eleanor Danilova, or C, Norman Whiteside? Oh, youngest player, not even woman player. Oh, no, not Norman. Uh, which of those guys? You're going to have to just chuck it in here, mate. No. What? What are you saying? B. Faith Goodman says C. Ty says B. I'm just trying to... Let me just do this. I'm just going to... Uh, uh, because I can't see your comments aren't updating on StreamYard properly. Let me just uh, pull you up here. That might be better. Let's have a look. Where's your... There we go. Ah, that's better. There we go. It's A, Ifyanyi Chijini. Nigeria's Ifyanyi Chijini. There you go. If any of you got that, well done. Norman used to play. Okay, question four. The Beano, the world's longest running comic, has marked its 85th anniversary with guest appearances from Adele, Stormzy and Harry Styles. But which of these other celebrities weren't featured? So who of these didn't appear in the Beano? Was it A, Kate Bush, B, Hugh Grant or C, Marcus Rashford? I suppose by elimination, it's kind of curious. Who, who didn't feature of those three? Who didn't feature? Um... Is it A, Kate Bush, B, Hugh Grant, or C, Marcus Rashford? Della Nixon, well done for guessing that last one. Bloody hell. Um, Ty says Hugh Grant. Zoe Griffiths-Brown is saying Marcus Rashford. Uh, Gerard Lafilm says Hugh. Reese Roberts is saying Marcus Rashford. It's Hugh Grant. Question five, the UK government remained committed to banning the sale of new petrol and diesel vehicles, uh, Michael Gove said this week, but for which year has it set the deadline? Was it A, 2028, B, 2030, or C, 2050? I'm telling you right now, if they don't change the date on this, it's going to be absolute bedlam out there. They're going to have to change the date on this. No way, no two ways about it. I think they're going to leave it to the Labour Party to deal with this absolute mess. We're so, we're so... We're sort of in deep, aren't we? Um, so UK government may committed to banning the sale of new petrol and diesel vehicles, uh, Michael Gove said, but for which year has it set the deadline? Is it A, 2028, B, 2030, or C, 2050? Um, okay, you're split all over the place. Split all over the place. Um, it's B, 2030. Have you seen the Depp v. Heard Netflix trailer? No, I've heard. I think we're, I think, uh, is that the one that we, we have a moment in? Um, question six. Animated classic Watership Down was among old films to be given a new rating. We talked about this on Monday. Um, according to the British Board of Film Classification, they upgraded it from a U to a PG. But which of the following reasons did they not cite for doing so? A, bad language. B, mild reference. Or C, sexual references. Which of those didn't mean they had to increase Watership Down's certification? Which of those didn't 
appear. It's kind of obvious, although, to be honest with you, it's kind of obvious, but bunnies, you know, like bunnies. Uh, Zoe Griffiths-Brown is saying C. Mo Power is saying mild violence. There was mild violence, and I don't remember the band Bad Language. The answer is sex references. Right, if anyone here now has got six, I will literally make sure that I arrange a surprise birthday party for, um, for Nadia next year. If anyone's got six, I'm arranging a surprise birthday party, and I'm going to be in all sorts of deep doo-doo. Four, three, Faith, three, Creatorholic, three, going into the final question, Ellery Jones, two, Beryl McNally, nil. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too far from that. Um, the story on the newsreader, uh, not the news, sorry, not the newsreader, it was, the, uh, it was Mitch McConnell. I don't know, it, feels, it doesn't feel right to show it. Um, Marina O'Driscoll, six, correct. Oh, my God, I'm in trouble. Question seven. Music lovers of all ages pay tribute to legendary singer Tony Bennett, who died aged 96. Originally called Anthony Benedito, um, which US entertainment star gave him his stage name? Oh, I like this. Music lovers of all ages pay tribute to Tony Bennett. Um, he was originally named Anthony Benedito, Benedetto. Which US star gave him his stage name? Was it A, Bing Crosby, B, Bob Hope, or C, Frank Sinatra? Which one of those was it? Bing Crosby A, Bob Hope B, or C, Frank Sinatra? What say you, what say ye? What say you, what say ye? The answer, oh, Gerard film is saying, Frank, I went for Frank. I want to see Marina's answer so we can know whether you've got seven out of seven or not. What's your answer, Marina? Show us your hand. Show us your hand, Marina. Uh, C, you're saying C. Bob Hope. It was B. Bob Hope. And there you have it. Oh, man. There you go. If you were the only one who got six, no one's got seven. There's not going to be a surprise party. But I think I might do little surprise things with individual little groups. I think that might be the way to proceed. Okay, guys. Well, there you have it. I hope you have a lovely Friday. Um, let's keep our fingers crossed that Nadia survives this incredibly... It's going to be uproarious. She's vlogging. She's going to be uproarious as she heads off with her with her trekking friends. Um, and as I say, there is obviously no curly cooks in the morning. There will be the Saturday papers. Um, there will be a vlog landing over the weekend. And it's a live No Name Sunday show. And there will be a members live and a chance to win some... Curious cards. In fact, some of those went out uh, earlier in the week. Might have a Barbie theme. You never know. Um, a chance to win some cards. Teresa Hutchinson got zero out of seven. You're a loser. There's no two ways about it. You're a loser. But that's fine. That's fine. Just remember next time it's all about winning. Um, yeah, there's going to be a members live too.